Welcome to the Keel Hall Podcast. I'm your host, Captain Logan, and we've got a lot of Sea of Thieves news to cover today. So tie yourselves to the mast and hold fast. Ahoy there, pirates. I hope you get yourselves a good week and a good weekend. I know I did. This week is a very special week. We are going to be doing an interview this week, and it is with none other than Behaving Beardly. We had a fantastic time. We recorded way longer than uh, I was anticipating, so it's a longer episode, and we just, there were tangents, there were discussions, there was laughs, there was discoveries. It was beautiful. I, I cannot tell you, I cannot wait for you all to get into this. So let me get the, let me get the patrons taken care of this episode and then we'll get right into that interview. But before I get into that interview, I have to thank the patrons because they are the ones that recommended that I get in touch with Beardy, uh, that I get in touch with um, some of the ones that I'm hoping to get in future uh, interviews coming up actually. So thanks to them for the suggestions and reaching out on uh, my behalf as well. Um, so thank you to People's Republic, Elcute, Balls. Bam Bam Bagel, Captain Hasco, Chateau Neuf, Super Pack, Zombie Killer, Cloud, Cosmic Johnson, Static Mirror, Daphrom TV, El Jefe Esteban, Fergatron, Godhammer 6, Trickster, Jabaro 5, Jorby Jorbs, Carl Embo, Kazuya the Aficionado, Nightstar, Lumpy SRQ, Evil Morpheus, Michael V, Xbox Mike 29, Murphy Lives, Mutinous Max, Norwegian, Raja the Brave, Registella, Replicated Flame, Rust Belt Kid, Skamelt 666, Captain Dasm, Captain Chonky, Tian Professor, Real Big Tuna, Big Bad Pad, Mina Fairy, Captain J Rat of the Flaming Cold Sore, The Lord Chronologist Dead Eye Dre, Heger Owl, Jeff H, Ghost Boy 20, Evil Martha, Peter Miller, Ruski Do, Thor Von Blitz, Windsor Chris, and Zam. Wow, thank you all so much for your support. It really has meant the world to me. Uh, I hope you are all enjoying uh, the changes that I've made to the show. Uh, if you do, feel free to let me know. If you don't, feel free to let me know. <laughs> I like getting the feedback uh, just to kind of know what's going on. Um, hopefully you are all enjoying uh, the, the shortened no ad version uh, for, for regardless of, of whether or not your patron or not and speaking of if you guys have a chance um definitely feel free to like subscribe to share the podcast i've been running into people who've recognized the reaper's mark tattoo so there's definitely sea fans uh sea thieves fans out there so uh you never know they might be interested in following along with the rest of you for the the podcast anyway thanks let's get into this talking heads is weird to me I, 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 I know it's <laughs> I know it's popular and all, but like talking heads is such a weird thing to and I do other shows where it's like it's talking heads and I'm just like, oh, I don't know, man. Something something about people's voices. I think they cue in a little bit better when when they actually when they have to listen to what you're saying as opposed to just yeah. like focusing on the on the facial expressions. Um, well, I've taken all my filters off for you, so I'll try not ooh. to touch anything on the desk. I'll try not to tap anything. It's you. It's, <laughs> if, if you want to do... Look, hey, I'm, I'm here to talk to you in your natural state. Uh, I found a wild beardly in the in the wild. I just wanted to, to kind of catch it, sit down, talk with it, figure out what's <laughs> going on. Um, so first off, thanks thanks for letting me... like Thanks for, for doing the interview. I appreciate that. Um, but I'm, I'm just excited because... I, don't know, I feel like I, I feel like we we talked at, at SOT Fest, and it's so hard to keep up with so many different people 
across. Like, we did talk at CFE's Fest. I mean, <laughs> I was in, I was I was incredibly hungover. I was frolicking while holding another bearded man's hand, and I I was sweating. <laughs> so it was it was an it was an interesting exchange, anyway. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Sot in, in this year, I think is going to be even better. So I'm I'm looking forward to that. I'm already psyched. Um, Are you coming to the EU one? I am. Yeah. Oh, yay! I assumed you was just going to go to the U.S. one because it's a similar time. It's Well, so here's the funny thing is I was going to buy uh, a Nintendo Switch limited edition Zelda uh, because I I love Zelda. And... um, I wanted to, I wanted, uh, first, first off, I have the rev, the first year revision. I don't have the, I don't have my OG one anymore, but I was like, ah, you know, like it's like 330 bucks for this OLED, or I could double that and go to, uh, go to the NA SOT fest. And I was like, ah, forget it. I'll just go to both. So I figured I'd, <laughs> I'll go to both. And then that way I've got my EU fam covered because I'm, I'm planning on going out to the EU because I went last year with Davram. And I had to leave my wife here and I was really bummed about that. And I was like, oh God, there's yeah. so many things I want to take. I want to take my wife to. So I wanted to like go and, and, and do the whole London experience with her. Plus I actually want her to go meet like all of my EU friends as well too. So I figured I did, e- I did EU SOT fest on my own, got the, the lay of the land, figured out what I have to do. I'm comfortable now. I can traverse the, the, the country just fine. Oh, I can make sure you feel uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll, 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 I might have to, hit, I'll hit you up on that if I need it. If I'm feeling like unsure, I'll be like, ah, I'm just too confident. I've got these trains down. Beardly, how can I screw this up? Um, so, but I figured I would, I would bring her along this year to, to be able to experience London. Cause I missed, I missed her so much last year and I was like, oh, I need to do this with her. Uh, so we're going to spend a few extra days in London, uh, before, before and after kind of doing stuff. Um, but I wanted to come this year because I figured bigger venue, more, more experience. Yeah. It'll be really cool to actually go do it all over again. Plus I just really, I, I want to see my EU friends again. Cause it's, it's been, it'll have been like almost a full year since then. So but yeah, looking forward it's, to it. It speaks volumes, though, because I know um, after last year, I know I'm I'm bringing my wife this year. Nice. I know Beard Again's bringing his wife. I mean, yeah. my wife doesn't even understand what Sea of Thieves or, or Twitch is, really. Right. Um, <laughs> so that's going to be me throwing her into the deep end, and she's just going to think it's all very weird and very surreal. But I think it speaks volumes for that kind of event as a whole, just like, you know, being confident enough that we can bring his wives, because I know Beard Again's yeah. wife's the same. She couldn't care less about oh, yeah. Sea of Thieves. <laughs> yeah. My, my wife, she she 100% supports me in, in what I do. She's very <laughs> proud of the work that I put in every week. She's always telling me I've done such a great job on my podcast, and I'm like, really you don't listen to it (laughs) but she she knows that it's a big deal for me and she she supports me but it's like i feel i feel comfortable enough with the people that are that are running it with the team that's that's focused on it with the the community in general that i'm like you know what it's a safe place it's a it's a good safe place you can bring family i'm i'm stoked to do it I'm looking forward to it. I'm hoping that with the with the North American one doing their first year this year, I'm hoping next year um, I'll be able to take her with me to the the NA one for the second year, and then she can meet all of my my weird gaming friends in SOT for for the second year one. So that's that's kind of yeah. Like- the tentative plan no, that'd right be now. cool i'm i'm really hoping that kind of like next year they're not so close together because i'd have loved to have gone to I the know. us one oh, 
I was yeah. just so close. Like it, it really is. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's expensive too right now, man. Like yep. flights. I think the flight for us is going to be around like three grand round trip just Jeez. for the just for the flights. Um, so uh that's that's what supporting is, is, is supporters are, <laughs> are helping out with man right there um so but yeah so i'm looking forward to that and it's it, i'm glad that i i have the opportunity because not everyone's getting the opportunity and i'm just i'm i'm thankful yeah, that yeah. it's it's going to be tight but next year we'll do like hawaii or something i'm sure or or we'll go to like florida and do like disneyland or, or disney world and stuff like that but this year it was like i have to go back to sot fest i have to go no back. definitely oh, so i was wondering um because we were we've been we like we're steeped in in sot fest and and sot in general and, and cfes in general but I know where I've come from with, with gaming and I've been wondering, um, like, I, I'm always curious, like, how did people get into gaming? So I was wondering, like, how did you get into to gaming when you, when, like, w when did it start for you? Were you an adult? Were you a kid? <laughs> like... What is the, the David Copperfield story? of of and and after that i'm curious how you decided on uh behaving beardly as well too but i want to get into, into that a little <laughs> okay, bit later. okay starting off as a, as a little behaving beardly how did you get into gaming so i was absolutely i was a horrific child um <laughs> believe it or not i was loud i constantly wanted attention um <laughs> I, you know, things have changed, um, mostly, but um, no, I used to, when I was like very young, my, 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 my dad worked full time, my mum was a stay at home mother, she was a young mother, uh, I was a bit of a nightmare child, so she would often take me around to my grandparents for a bit of respite. Mm. Uh, my granddad, her father, um, was, uh, well, he had a Super Nintendo, basically. And he would sit me on his cool lap. Grandpa. I, <laughs> dude, I remember. He used to even when I um, in, in my later years, when I was a teenager and stuff, he used to sit there and play on his N sixty four. It was it was an absolute lord. Oh, but um, yes, yeah, so he used to have a Super Nintendo, and he would like sit me on the lap, and he would give me like a controller that wasn't plugged in, and we'd play like Nigel Mansell's <laughs> F one racing um, and stuff like that. And then he had uh, an old Atari in the attic. So just so I had something to take home um, eventually. I had like, a little Atari. I'd play like Pong on there and, and stuff like that. Um, and then eventually he he bought me my own Super Nintendo because he was sick of me playing on his. Um, and then, yeah, I was a Nintendo <laughs> fanboy <laughs> Man. from there on out. <laughs> what a lord. Oh, my God. That's awesome. I, that's that's what I've aspired to be as the, the uncle-in-law. Like... Every time yeah. I've gone to visit my my wife's sister's families, um, anytime we've gone there, I've always had my switch on me, and it's always <laughs> been one of those like, all right, let's let's sit down, let me introduce you to Breath of the Wild because, or we're gonna sit down and we're gonna do a few rounds of Mario Kart because I just in in like for for their birthdays, I'm like, all right, what are you playing right now? Arc, cool. We'll get. I'll. I'll. We'll see about getting you some stuff in Ark, or if you need some Fortnite currency. Like, I want to be. I want to be that uncle, because uh, that's all I. <laughs> that's all I no, have I right you. now. Um, I've, I've got. A, I've got a six-year-old, uh, a little boy, um, who has grown up to be obsessed with everything Nintendo and and Minecraft. Oh, but um, one of my kind of like 
I mean, it's a calm memory for me, and I hope it's something that he remembers. But it was Christmas this year, um, and then on Boxing Day, um, the wife went out to go see some friends and family, mm-hmm. and then me and him spent the whole day just playing the original Donkey Kong Country from start through to finish. And, Aww. dude, I was just beaming. It took us, like, eight hours, but I was, like, beaming, <laughs> like, this massive grin on my face the whole time. Aww. It was um, yeah, it was stunning. So I just I, I hope he remembers those kind of things. I know I, I always will. Yeah. Oh God! See, th- this is the side of parenthood that I I need to be <laughs> that I I wish I had been fed at a younger age because uh, my wife and I we we like when we got together we we kind of knew like we we talked before we had really gotten like committed uh, and then like these are our politics these are our religion bases this is like our stance on pets this is our stance on kids so, like <laughs> we worked all of that out so we've got cats. And that's, that's our, that's our family. Um, and, and it's always the stories of like, a uh, uh, one of, one of my patrons, Sam, wow. He, he has, uh, his daughter is like super into Pokemon and like, and I'm just like hearing the stories like that, you know, like sitting down with your kid <laughs> and, and just playing old games with them and just having them like, love it. It's like, yes, I a hundred percent support. And I love hearing these stories about these core memories. Cause I remember that for me, like growing up and having those, yeah. those moments and stuff. And it's like, oh, that was so important to, to it's, it's why I love having these stories about like, how did you get into gaming? Yeah. Cause you've always, someone's oh, always got that kind of a story like somewhere. You should have seen the new Super Mario movie because it's obsessed with anything. Oh, yeah. Super Mario, Nintendo. And I, I spent so much of that film watching his face. Oh. Like just sat next to him in the cinema and just watching <laughs> like the look of pure, like his jaw was on the floor the whole time. <laughs> you know, he didn't, it, it barely touched his chocolate magic stars and popcorn, which is incredible. Uh, and it just, it is just watching just being complete, like awe of this like piece of media was just amazing to watch. Man. Yeah, see, that's I love that. That's fantastic because that's that that was me back when the original Super Mario Brothers movie came out in theaters. It was like, I was just like, (laughs) what do you mean? There's just there's like Super Mario, like the game, like the game is a movie. Like we're going to go and then you know we went and saw it, and then my parents were like, that is a weird movie, and I'm like. Well, you, I must be a little bit older than you because I remember that film coming out and and, and watching it and being, what have they done to Super Mario? <laughs> was literally my reaction when I went to go see that oh, film. Man. Like, That's not a what what they do to Bowser like. <laughs> I I did not I didn't like I I knew like um so I don't know if, uh, like we're gonna do age thing now so I I was born in eighty two I was eighty five. 85 confusing so i got you beat (laughs) that is confusing that just means i i that just means that i am willing to accept the weirdness (laughs) because the wizard is still a fantastic film for me i still 100 get behind the fact that that is a giant advertisement for super mario brothers 3 but i'm totally fine with it um but yeah i had no problem with that movie man i was there for it i was like bowser's cool they got the jump boots there's a yoshi i'm i'm here for this it's weird and wild and i and it's the first (laughs) it was like the it was the best thing to to the super mario brothers super show so i had that was it was like there we didn't have much like kids nowadays i guess guess the one time i did that will have been so my dad was in was in the royal navy was a navy man and he always called himself he always called himself popeye um (laughs) 
And so we used to always sit and watch a Popeye uh, like uh, Popeye cartoons together. Yeah. And when the Popeye movie came out, that blew my mind. And to this day, <laughs> I still think that is one of the best pieces of cinema I've ever watched from like the rose tinted glasses. But so many of my friends think I'm mad. <laughs> I, honestly, I don't bl- like my dad loved the Popeye movie and I loved it too. I don't know. It's, I think it was actually it. pretty it good. Uh, <laughs> it's sad because um, apparently Robin Williams kind of disowned the film. Um, like oh, he really didn't. I know, well, I know but I, I, I thought it was amazing. Man, <laughs> he killed it in that movie too. That's I such know a, it was a, amazing. <laughs> it was, I really like that movie. That's so strange. All right, so um, we we I know where you're. I know where you're coming in from, and I and I feel like I'm in the same boat. Um, so like you mentioned, your father being in the Royal Navy, being a, a sailor, Popeye. It's a great segue. So is is that? Do you think that that is like that that little bit that got you into? like sailing and like sea of thieves like is is there have you made any of those like connections as far as like not why you like sailing route. not through that route believe it or not really? so i mean my dad my dad was always i was always obsessed with like the ocean and even being brought up he used to try and like bring me and my brothers and sister up with that kind of regimented kind of you get up in the morning <laughs> you make your bed you fold your clothes and it never worked it never ever ever worked but um he was so when he was in the navy and he kind of was all over the world he would make a bit of you know spending money mm. um singing in like bars doing like uh frank sinatra impersonations you know no. dean martin bobby darren and stuff oh. so yeah um was he good and so it was always it was always them kind of stories that appealed to me more like there's a there's a photo somewhere of him shaking Rocky Marciano's hand and like when he used to say he used to always oh, like, I used to introduce my friends to him and he'd shake their hand and go you just shook the hand that shook the hand that shook the world and that was always <laughs> like one of his stupid little things that he used to always do but um, he was obsessed with movies and and media so one of the things that kind of limited that was we would always go to the cinemas together yeah. like just me and him without my younger brothers and sisters or without my mum. Um, probably because I was the oldest and I knew I'd sit there and be quiet. And I've just got so many memories of watching these like classic films with him. Um, you know, and he introduced me to to like uh, Indiana Jones and the Goonies and and stuff like that. So, and I yeah. think it's a love of the films that came out during that era and that kind of you know whimsical adventure and storytelling. And that's what the appeal of Sea of Thieves was to me. Was it just mm. made that instant connection to my to my youth and my childhood? If if that makes sense, it does, especially given how much reverence Mike Chapman has for those types of movies, you know, like knowing yeah. him and knowing like what he's done with Sea of Thieves. It's it's like, I can see there's, there's a connection there. There's like a, a, a desire to have that same feeling from both, from both sides of it. So that, that actually really makes sense. It's, it's interesting that you're right. It does, it does come a bit from your father, but not in the way that I, I expected it to actually yeah. be from. Um, Cause so many, I think folks that I've, I've talked to in the past, it's always been like, Oh, well, I've, I've, there's always been sailing in my family. Always been, like for me, there's never been sailing <laughs> in my family. My family are yeah. all from Texas and Arizona. Like we don't know what water is. <laughs> we've heard of it and we've seen it from time to time on the TV, but you know, everything else is all, all kind of out there for us. So it was I always spent been... 4,000 hours staring at water animations in Sea of Thieves. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> it's so cool. Why didn't anybody tell me about this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's always been, it's always been pirate movies, man, for me. Like, I, and it really kicked off. It really kicked off after the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, just because yeah. it was like, they, they made them like, I'd always been into, you know, Muppet Treasure Island or, or, uh, you know, like Hook. I think, Hook is why I got wireframe oh. glasses 
when I was yeah. a kid because it was like I, I just I cherished Robin Williams so much and I was like, well, I want to be Peter Pan and I want to have like the little the little wireframe glasses that he has. So I went from like big honk and brown framed glasses <laughs> as a kid that obviously I had no idea was probably a point of people picking on me at the time. But uh, yeah, it's like uh, always been cinema for me for Sea Thieves. Hook, hook is hook is huge for me. Like, oh right really okay yeah 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 that film is just it's one of those films that i used to like just watch there's, there's a there's a few like kind of odd films i mean indiana jones films i've watched more times than i could ever count yeah um but hook hook would a huge one. It was one of those on vhs that we saw me and my brother would always yeah always put on and watch oh, man. um and my god that film hit so much harder now i hadn't watched it in years yeah um and my little boy had been born and it was only mm. like it was a newborn and i'd started paternity leave my wife had gone back to work and hook were on tv I'm like, oh, yeah, let's watch this. And when it gets to the point where he has to think of his happy thought and he goes back to the moment when his, his son is born. Oh, man. I, I don't cry. I don't audibly cry. I was wailing. I was sat there with a newborn. <laughs> I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh man. It's, it's so, so much good. different now. It's so interesting, man. Yeah, see, I've never I've, I've never had that experience. So it's it's always still, it's always just still been the feeling of like you know what what are the things that, that drive you to be to be happy what keeps you young what keeps you yeah. entertained because that's in my mind i'm still just i am still one of those lost boys i have never actually i mean you can see it on the video i have not <laughs> grown up this is just my my same childhood room with with more funding uh i mean if you want to get deep with it you got a better mind we're of an age where we grew up and you know internet didn't exist yeah we didn't know what went on down past the end of our street we had movies like that. That was our escape, and um, yeah. and we would. All, and I, I remember I'd, I'd always be in the back garden, my little brothers, and we'd we'd make like little obstacle course and pretend it was like traps from Indiana Jones, and we'd run around the garden like dun 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 dun, dun, dun. <laughs> And so it's you know, and it, so it's that kind of you know, and that's that's I think that's again what links it to Sea of Thieves is that kind of direction of story tale childlike adventure and and kind of mischief if that makes sense i love i love the whimsy the whimsy is what yeah. what drives me in see thieves it doesn't it doesn't matter what i do in that game um i i could literally be sitting around just sailing trying to avoid rocks it doesn't have to have a point <laughs> or purpose there's just something about that world that is so enthralling for me because it, it hits on a level it's like this is the most beautiful thing i've I've gotten to spend my day in when I'm sitting here and I've got three monitors and a bunch of plastic behind me. My great <laughs> escape is is spending time in that world or worlds like it uh, yeah. on on a regular basis. And and it's it's so interesting to me the people that don't have that and where do they find that in it? And I find that they find it in living vicariously through other people who are actually in that world. So. It's a weird supplant for for them in my mind. It was like, well, we just we have games like this. Like, why wouldn't you want to yeah. experience the story in in a game that you actually have like a say in the matter, as opposed to just passively watching other people go through that experience? It's so it's it's interesting to me. But I I, I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that. But I <laughs> no. I mean, I get what you're saying. But like, yeah, no. But like, I know this again. A, a bit of a weird kind of tidbit 
of myself is that I was um, I was a theatre kid um, <laughs> and I was always into performing arts and, and English literature and stuff. Yep. So like, and one of those things for me is is is, is going to theatre and there's, to me there's nothing like it. Like mm -hmm. the kind of like the, the you know the face to face storytelling and it just you get so immersed and lost into what's going on because it's real people right there and it's tangible. So I yeah. do understand as you know everyone's kind of got that kind of. You know, not necessarily what switches the brain off, but maybe engages the brain or, you know, takes them to another place. Yeah. Um, I guess is what I'm trying to say. No, I could definitely see that. Because um, it is fun to, it, I guess, I guess maybe what I'm doing is, is I'm trying to, trying to say like in my head, um, the story that I would normally expect from like a, a TV show or, or like a movie, uh, I'm trying to to have that imaginative drive in Sea of Thieves because when I play Sea yeah. of Thieves, I feel like I am that character. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I and I, it, it's weird because not too many games will I actually feel that. Like most games, I'm usually like, okay, there's a character and that that's the story that they're telling, and I'm just kind of working my way through that. Oh, dude, I'm I'm the worst gamer on the planet. Like. <laughs> I swear to God, like, the only games I really played before Sea of Thieves for a longest time was the Tomb Raider series in Gears of War. Oh, really? Um, oh, interesting. And I, I, I've always enjoyed like very heavily linear story-driven games. Yeah. Um, like, I loved like Assassin's Creed, Ezio Collection. I, I, I loved Black Flag. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I'm, on the, on the, on, I wouldn't normally like, veer off into side quests, but I did on Black Flag because that game was just incredible. Yeah. But yeah, most games that I've played have always been very linear and story-driven. That's always been. Sea of Thieves was my first proper open-world experience. Really? Never played an MMO. Interesting. Oh yeah. wow. Okay. <laughs> That's interesting because I I I would agree with you a hundred percent with my experience with games. Like, don't really have a whole lot of experience with open world until until really Sea of Thieves, and then ever since then, I've been going back to like the the PlayStation Three and in the Xbox Three Sixty era and trying to like gather all this information that I've I've missed out on and stuff. So I've gone back to like. Uh, uh, games like Forbidden or uh, Horizon Zero Dawn and um, uh, trying to think of what the other one was, Ghost of Tsushima. And, but I mean, I'm even going back to like the Uncharted games because I'd never played through those either because those yeah. are a lot more linear. Um, and just trying to like fill up all this this information that I've missed out on because from, from 2004 till about 2010, it was nothing but World of Warcraft for me. It was just like... <laughs> There was no other game outside. First off, I was poor and living, living, you know, paycheck to paycheck. And uh, WoW was like a cheap game for me. It was like I had a PC that ran it and I yeah. only needed 15 bucks a month. And that was it. And I was I was sat, I was sated. So uh, it saved me a lot on that. And now that I have now that I, I'm in a better job and I actually make a lot of money, uh, given what I have to do, I'm, I'm very happy that I can actually <laughs> go back and actually play a lot of the games that I've missed out on, um, which is just, it's, it's a fascinating experience, but for, for some reason, like, so, okay. So we've, I'm, I'm kind of curious in that case, cause you've talked about like what you used to play. What, what was it about Sea of Thieves that caught your attention? 
Like, when did that that moment happen? Okay, we're going back now. Um, so <laughs> I used to be really into gaming when I was younger. Like, when I still lived at my parents' house. So up until the age of, like, 17, 18, mm. um, you know, I, w- I got the first ever Voodoo graphics card when it came out. I had, like, the gaming Ooh. PC. I used to, like, Quake Free Arena and stuff like that. And oh, so we'd play, like, all, <laughs> we'd play, like, all, um, uh, all sorts of, uh, of games and whatever. Sorry. Um, but when I moved out, um, I started, like you know, working and things. I used to always have an Xbox, but like I say, the only games that I really played were maybe Gears of War, um, any Tomb Raider game that came out, because I always loved Tomb Raider. Yeah. And maybe other bits and battles. I always loved Forza. I love um, racing games. Really? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've always loved racing games. I used to have, like, the... Um, uh, the steering wheel, the pedals and stuff. And that's why when I started using pedals for streaming yeah. and everyone started going like, what do you mean you use pedals? That's, <laughs> that's big brain. I'm like, dude, I've been using pedals like on PCs all my life. Like I used yeah. to use them for like reloading like shooters and stuff, like reloading duck. I always had it on the pedals. Um, <laughs> oh, that's um, brilliant. But yeah, and then it wasn't long. So up until like 2000, and then I guess at 2016, 17, no, is it, yeah, 16, 17, um, I had a really intense job. Um, you know, I was uh, with my, my girlfriend, who is now my wife at the time, and mm. I was, you know, really, f- and, and I, you know, she was amazing, and I wanted to, like, focus all my time on her and my job and my career and stuff. Uh, and I'd just kind of given up on, on gaming altogether. And then Man. one day I got sent home from work really early. I can't remember why, um, but I just remember jumping on the bus, coming home from work, looking at my phone and going, oh, he frees on tonight. I'll watch that. And it was literally probably the first E3 I'd watched in two years. And I used to watch E3 like religiously. Yeah. Um, opened it up, saw Sea of Thieves, and I, I kid you not, I got goosebumps. Um, my jaw was on the floor. <laughs> I was literally phoning up my sister saying, are you watching E3? This is, have you seen this Sea of Thieves game? Um, <laughs> she thought I was an idiot and told me to get a life. But, um, <laughs> but I don't know, it just spoke to me. It was weird. I can't even explain it because people think that I'm exaggerating. People think I'm making this up. Yeah. But what people kind of don't realize is before then, I didn't know what Twitch was. I'd never heard of Twitch. I'd never heard of Mixer. Yeah. Um, you know, I only went on YouTube to learn how to plumb a sink. Do you know what I mean? It's, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I didn't really play for. any video games. And it was it was CFEs that just kind of flicked a switch inside and just were like, no, I need to be about this. Man. Can I can I share with you uh, an anecdote of my life that go for it? I so if anyone's listening to this podcast, I'm apologizing in advance because you've heard me tell this damn story so many times. <laughs> I was sitting in a coffee shop and it was a Dunkin' Donuts. We I was eating. I was like, I got a donut and I was I was uh, doing pest control at the time, and it was before uh, one of my appointments um, where I had to go like treat for ants or something stupid like that. And I'm sitting in this coffee shop drinking a cup of coffee, bored out of my mind, just waiting for the time to, to click over because it was like I got nothing better to do. There's nothing else I can do right now, so I'm just waiting. And I remember pulling out my phone and and at the time I just barely gotten into twitch um because i was i was like just it'd been about a year that i had gotten back into gaming and uh i was like oh i'm all, all about the switch i'm all about nintendo i've been loving what the switch is gonna do i'm gonna pop on twitch and see you know just see what's going on and the front page of twitch had some dude playing a game and i was like oh that game's pretty what, what is that so i dive <laughs> into it and i see that they're playing the beta for sea of thieves and i was like what is this game this is nuts look at this they're like they're on a ship but they're actually like moving the sails and they're shooting cannons and they're getting on and i was enthralled dude i was just watching this stream 
for for what felt like forever to the point where I was like, oh my God, I have to go do this appointment. This is insane. I, I need to, and I spent the whole rest of the day like researching like in between jobs, like trying to figure out like, what is this game? What is, I was like hitting up my friends. I'm like, dude, have you seen this? Have you, do you know about this? And they're like, oh yeah, I know about this. I've like been on E3 for a couple of years and stuff. And I'm like, I'm, I'm pre-ordering this game. I got to get access. And I went home that night and I think I played like five hours straight <laughs> of the beta. Cause I was just like, oh, it's so pretty. It's so cool. This is like exactly like the pirate fantasy that I want. And I was, oh man. So I, I believe it when I hear that you're just like, it, yeah. it just, it just popped. It just, it clicked. Well, the weird thing. And I think only rare can do this was, I remember watching that, um, like the gameplay reveal trailer and stuff. And then the one thing that made my jaw absolutely, I just, I just lost it was when someone climbed into a cannon and got fired out. <laughs> I don't know why that just spoke to me and i was like yes that's amazing <laughs> or throwing bomb it onto uh, someone it's like yeah you know of all the things that you know could have been put in that game of all the things that you know could have maybe should have been addressed at launch but weren't no they put focus yeah. on making sure you could fire a player of a cannon and vomit on each other um and that's and that's the magic of sea of thieves ladies and gentlemen <laughs> no i agree i agree there, there's there's silly stuff that you're just like and, and i think I think what was really impressive to something I'm still constantly impressed by is the shanties, like being able to play multiple instruments, anyone, anywhere, and they all come yeah. together and they start playing the sh and it just, and it just sinks up. And I'm just like, dude, like what other game does that? Like maybe final fantasy, uh, what's the MMO 14? I think it's 14 though. I'll be corrected. Uh, <laughs> th th like that's like one of the other things that like I can see like them syncing it up, but it's never like, it doesn't feel as natural as, yeah. as it does in sea of thieves. So it's like, it's like, yeah, I, I, I hundred percent get that, but I'm, I'm curious. Cause one of my one of my patrons asked me there they wanted to know like if it, if it wasn't for streaming because first off i got to figure out like why you did the streaming but if it, where where do you see yourself if you didn't do streaming i probably so i've always had um so i when i was younger i always uh, uh wanted to be in some kind of performance um it didn't obviously go that way because I decided that university would just be a massive waste of money for me and I'd end up partying too much. So I didn't <laughs> go to university. I just, I, I know myself and I'm like, yeah, that's yeah. just not, that's going to be a train wreck. Um, so I started working in, uh, in nightclubs. Um, I got into like flare tending. I used to go mm. around the country coaching people how to, to be a cocktail uh, tender basically and, and how to bar really? flare and how to be a mixologist. Um, then through that, I got into DJing, started touring around um, DJing uh, and things like that. But again, when when it came to um, you know meeting my wife and then um, we you know talking about having a child, I decided that I had to leave all that because it was just it was just you know I was up till five o'clock in the morning and I'd be in bed for most of the day and yeah. hung over most of the time. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know she she had a she was a teacher at the time. Um, and on an evening, she used to do like um, performance in nightclubs. So she would do stilt walking, fire breathing, podium dancing oh, wow. and stuff like that. So that's how we got reacquainted because we actually went to the same primary school together, but went separate ways, which is another whole weird story. Um, but anyway, so oh. I, I started a career in um, in career coaching because I've been looking after the marketing for like the, the UK's well, Europe's biggest restaurant group and the UK's biggest nightclub group. 
And I've been looking after oh. like their social media accounts and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so I went into career coaching, but it was training senior level executives on how to manage themselves online and how to network through social media. I know. But that was that was a job that got put in front of me. And I was like, well, this is a career. This is something that's nine till five. Um, you know, it pays a set wage yeah. and I can do this. And my God, I was there for two years and I dread to think what what kind of mental state I'd have been in if I hadn't discovered Twitch and streaming or content creation because I'd have probably still been there. I'll be completely honest. Well, it sounds like you've got like most of your careers uh, over like the span of of years at this point have all kind of like been picking up little bits and things here to like push you up on a pedestal to basically like know exactly how to manage yourself when it comes to streaming. Would you would you agree that that like DJing and knowing (laughs) how to work a room? Well, all well, that stuff kind of feeds into it. That's what I thought. Okay. <laughs> so when I, so when I, when I first came into, when I did first like discover Twitch and everything, and yeah. I remember being in all these little communities and stuff, and there's all these people like, mm. you know, you know, you know, giving tips to each other, and you know, trying to get you know like for likes and all that. And I was sat there in this, and I'm thinking, I'm gonna smash this with all the with all the experience I've got. Give me a break. This is gonna be a cat. This is gonna be a, this is gonna be a, this is gonna be easy. Yeah. Nah, I was. It was a rude awakening. I had my my ego and my confidence absolutely shattered. Yeah. I think I was streaming to like three viewers for like a year at first, oh, um, and it's just I don't know. It's 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 one of those things where I think I needed that. I needed that kind of punch to the the ego mm-hmm. um, to make me realize that you know it, 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 it's it is far more difficult, and you know you really do have to. You know, literally be creative and and unique and and kind yeah. of and everything else that comes with it. Um, I needed that in order for me to to set me out on the direction that I needed to. Because if I'd have if I'd have stepped into it and say I did somehow you know climb from there, I probably would have gone and disappeared off the platform a long time ago. I'll be completely honest. Really interesting. Yeah. So where where do you find your creativity for stuff like that? Because I know like, well, well, let me take a uh, season eight, for example, with the battle for Sea of Thieves and we've got the hourglasses. You've you've kind of like, where did you get the inspiration or, or how did you find a way to, to kind of build up like the dive, dive, dive? Like with the submarine stuff, like how did that come about? Oh, I just didn't. <laughs> no, really. So I, I'm still not level 100 in either faction. So, so, but as far as like the streaming I mean, aspect of it, though, you've created a really beautiful way to kind of set up like when you're going into a battle. Oh yeah, yeah. So it's for me, everything's always about um, kind of putting on a show, being engaging, and um, yeah, being engaging with the people that are there in the stream. You know, it's, 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 I guess it's like you said, it kind of links into everything I've done in the past. Mm-hmm. I always focus on trying to be as entertaining as possible. Um, yeah. And, you know, when it came to the dives uh, for season eight or the hourglass fights, I was very aware that it was, I'd talk to chat, I'd go into a dive, and then. I'm kind of focused on that and I could feel that the kind of life was being sucked out of my stream. Um, that's just me personally. Cause obviously yeah. there's, there's people out there. I mean, I don't, I'm sure they won't mind me using them as an example. I mean, look at people like Minnow mm-hmm. who is just phenomenal at what he does and, and season eight gave him such a freaking platform to showcase, you know, just how incredible he is oh, yeah. um, at what he does. But for me, um, it was kind of sucking the life out of, you know, what I can do. Um, so that's when I start, I always try and think, right, what can I do? 
to make this a little bit more kind of you know engaging immersive so you know, I made it so when I when I first dive into the um, like the, the the underwater tunnels, um, my my camera dips off screen and raises again. It goes to like a, a a green background to match the waves, and then when I get into a fight, like you know, a siren starts playing, and uh, and that's more for my own kind of because what what that it's, it's in my own head that kind of I, I, I made it known to my viewers that when that happens, it means that my alerts get turned down in volume, they get shrunk, uh, my game audio gets turned up. This is all like automated. Yeah. Um, but it's my way of kind of involving them in what's happening and not just ignoring them, if that makes sense. Yeah. So when whenever I go to that the battle scene, um, it automatically shrinks my alerts. It, it turns the volume down on them. It stops my game audio dipping when I speak so I can hear everything clearly and yeah. lets them know that, you know, I'm not going to be engaging with them as much. Um, but, yeah, I always I always try and find kind of, I guess, little unique ways to tr try and be unique. Mm -hmm. uh, it gets harder as time, you know, as time has gone on on Twitch, it's got more and more difficult. Because I know when I first started, I went overboard on Twitch. For anyone that knows my streams from many years ago, I used to be a floating head. I used to wear, like, a green T-shirt, green background, I was a floating head and I had every single kind of special effect and viewer interaction that you could think of. And then over the years, as I got really into Sea of Thieves and what to that a bit more serious, I, I, you know, I slowly dialed it all down. Yeah. But then I'm always trying to think of ways that I can, you know, still be creative through production value rather than just, you know, flashing the screen with loads of nonsense, basically. Yeah. Do you... That was a long answer. No, no, that's a, <laughs> it was a fantastic because it, it's, it's, it's been so interesting to to hear how like how because there there are there are successful streamers in Sea of Thieves and not all of them do the same thing but some of them um, either I, I find you either excel as a character or you excel as a as a gamer those are, those are like the two sides that I tend to to lump people into when I'm looking at streamers and the folks that are characters and and not to try and downplay like who they are as a person because I think that everyone is 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 honest to themselves to a, a point and then uh, after that it's it's entertainment um yeah so i i'm always interested in the characters because the characters i think like i, I could talk to to to, to you know about you know, like how good they are in pvp any any day and it would be very interesting but it would hit for 50 percent of the audience and and talking to characters i feel like or, or people that that make themselves as entertaining as possible when it comes to streaming those are really really unique because they've they've figured out like what's fun and i and i think that that excels a lot more when it comes to being on twitch than um than like the people that are just tactically really good at games yeah. like i could watch ammunition or uh dr disrespect or or um uh, shroud any day and really have a good time like just watching them click heads like that's easy but yeah watching like an Asmongold or, or some of the other streamers out there like um, uh, BBX or someone that's just a, a, a really interesting human being. Those are the folks that I, I tend to like think I, I have a lot more uh, a, a lot more enjoyable time watching their streams because they're they're putting on a show. They're putting on a performance and, yeah, I'm, and, and I'm there to enjoy uh, it. There's a reason why there's kind of much more personalities when it comes to Sea of Thieves and there is other games to be honest because um, Sea of Thieves just speaks to that kind of player. I mean, mm -hmm. I hate I hate to bring up Arena. I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry to, to no, mention no, the A it's, word. It's hundred percent um, <laughs> all right. <laughs> but um, you know, the Arena got took away because you know you know they say less than two percent of players were playing it. 
Um, and then you've just got to look at the kind of um, videos that do well on YouTube and things. And it starts to paint a picture of the kind of people that are playing Sea of Thieves. And it's kind of, it's very easy to get lost for people, or for us, um, when we're very engaged in the Sea of Thieves community, um, you know, you know on, 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 on Twitter or in Discords or whatever, because we're surrounded by the same people who have all got thousands of hours in this game, play yeah. it every single day, and, are, and, and literally it's the top 1% of players that we engage with. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we, we are, we're in such a bubble that we just don't realize the grand scale of players out there that are just there to have a laugh, have adventures, um, you know, you know, uh, story-driven pirate adventures, basically, yeah. uh, and player interactions and engagement and things like that. And so, um, I think that's why you know personalities do do really well with Sea of Thieves rather than just you know hardcore skilled players, is because Sea of Thieves speaks to that kind of um, that kind of viewer basically. It really does, and and it's it's interesting because I looking at the landscape, and and I wanted to bring this up as well too before I forget when when talking to other players about Sea of Thieves and about the experience that they're having, um, we had the really fun kind of battle for uh, Golden Sands Outpost. And <laughs> our side lost. I was very disappointed mm-hmm. about that. Um, mm-hmm. The the PowerPoint presentation from Dead uh, Dead Pirate Drug, or uh, Dread Pirate <laughs> Doug. Sorry, Doug. I'm glad I'm not the only one that does that. I it, always, <laughs> like, every time, I'm like, Dread, Dread Doug, Dread Pirate, Dread, which is it? Yes. <laughs> so bad. I just, that's why I go by Doug. That's why I just call him Doug. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, way yeah. I don't have to mess with anything. It's like, I feel bad. Um, but, you know, we we our story is 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 what our experience is in sea of thieves and i feel like so many of us um have similar but unique stories about stuff that happens in sea of thieves all the time and i wanted to bring up uh the the battle for uh golden sands outpost with you because i wanted to get your your feelings on what is it like looking at port merrick now and knowing that that's what we got as a result of that side winning what is it that you wanted from that so obviously i i kind of had the feeling of things that i'd heard that if golden sands wasn't going to be saved it would become a new reaper's headquarters or something and then when mike chapman tweeted out saying it would have been a reaper garrison i was just like i freaking told you that we could have had this epic like garrison for the reapers you know it could have been like yeah. you know a, a new central hub for you know kind of you know combat and thing i mean we've we've already got you know the equivalent of you know i mean i know golden sands is like a big trading post now or whatever mm-hmm. but we've got we've got we've got outposts we've got plenty of outposts <laughs> we know we don't, it's just another outpost just bigger like come on bro um i mean i don't even honestly like Golden Sands is pretty. It's you know, as yeah. it, sorry, is it? It's not Golden Sands anymore. Port Merrick. Port Merrick. Um, you know, Port Merrick. It's pretty and, and and everything. But I don't know about you, but every time I've got to go there, I'm just kind of me. And it's not because I'm not impressed <laughs> with it or anything. I'm just like, yeah, it could have been Reapers Garrison. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm not even exploring uh, properly. I'm like, eh, whatever. It's so, it's, you know, what's funny about that is I, I love going there, but I hate when I spawn there because I know yes. it's going to be 10 minutes before I find my boat. 
and get the supplies. <laughs> so I, yeah, I, just, I don't even I don't even gather supplies. <laughs> golden. I, just, I just got a sanctuary or something. No, just go up to sanctuary where it's nice and small yeah. and compact and be like, hey, guys, good to see you here. It's all nice. It's like the mom and pop shop that you don't, you're like, oh, God, do I have to go to Costco? Yes, we have to go to Costco. We have to go get all the big stuff because we're, we need it. It's like, OK, but I hate walking around there for a half hour not finding anything. Um, so but OK, so. I, because I was, I was curious, like how how do you feel about these these community decisions? Do you feel like they are they are a good drive for the story? Do you feel like what we're getting is the is is soon enough or equivalent to what the the effort put in? Like, how do you feel about the community decisions in general? Because I know losing twice now, I think I've lost I've lost the Golden Sands fight. I didn't Reapers didn't win on that one. And I fought for Pendragon and he's a bloody painting in, in the Reaper hideout now. So I can't <laughs> like that's all I get. Um, so but do you feel like we're getting uh, the the like the equivalent of what should be like something as as epic as like a community decision? Like, do you feel like so I was going to I was going to I've got to remember that you're doing a podcast and I've got to let you ask you questions because when you've said I was like, yes, I love them. I like <laughs> but um, <laughs> I'm so I think it's it's hard. So like, I always I, I'm I'm a pain in the backside because I always try and play devil's advocate with everything. Oh, good. Um, We're the same type yeah. of person. I, so I know, but people always think I'm argumentative. I'm like, no, I'm just playing devil's advocate because I can't make an educated decision unless I understand both points of the argument. But people think that I'm just arguing anyway. That's another <laughs> another tangent. Um, it gets me in heaps of trouble. I can't even begin to tell you. But um, I respect. No, so I love I love the the player driven decisions, and the reason that I love them is because I love having a campaign, like myself. Like, mm -hmm. I love going to Twitter. I love, like, doing a thing on my channel. I mean, I don't know if you, when I did the, um, I don't want to say anything's name, um, when I did the um, energy drink campaign to have, like, that flavor. Yeah. Um, and they made, like, a baby. And, and, you know, I love all that kind of, like, you know, <laughs> kind of driving up a campaign, getting people to rally behind something. Yeah. Um, and I loved the back and forth. I mean, I'm not obviously taking it seriously, the the, the Reapers versus Athena. It's a video game for, you know. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to swear, sorry. <laughs> um, it's a video game for hell's sake. I don't know. But um, so I'm not, you know, as much as I'm kind of like going overboard and whenever someone comes into my chat and they're like, you know, a like team pen dragon, you know, obviously mm -hmm. I go overboard and I'm like, what do you mean? And I, you know, and I just have a bit of back and forth with them. You know, it's, it's all in good fun. But I absolutely, I, I love the, um, the player-driven narratives. I, I thought it was a, a genius play. Um, my reservations are that, again, I don't know if, like, we're just kind of skimming the top percent of players because I always feel like mm. for the casual players um, that are just opening up their Xbox once in a while, do they even know what's going on? Um, yes. Because if you're not on Twitter, if you're not watching Twitch streams, which is the vast majority of CFE's players are not actively, you know, following Twitter on. I mean, I, 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 oh, I yeah. think of myself before I became a content creator. I didn't use Twitter. Um, I didn't Same. watch Twitch. I, I yeah. wouldn't have a clue. I would not have a clue what's going on in Sea of Thieves. Um, I mean, I would because it's Sea of Thieves, but any other game, if that makes sense. Oh, no, So I yeah. always worry yeah. about that side of the player base um, with things like that. Oh, yeah. No, um, 100%. Because yeah. it, it does, it feels like we are engaging with the, the, like, of the monthly active users, it feels like maybe... Five percent of them are the ones that yeah. are are actively working on on stuff going on 
with uh the, like the mysteries or or uh like any of the little teasers and stuff that they do or the the community stuff and i'm i'm constantly pushing and it and it always tends to come across as like i'm trying to make things too casual it's like I'm, i want things to be casual because i want things i want players to feel like they they understand what's going on with everything that's going on in sea of thieves because Dude. there's so much it's so hard to keep up with that stuff. But this is what I always keep trying to say to people is always try and make your, uh, when it comes to content creators, it's tr you know, try and remember and be accessible to all them new players that yeah. are coming in. Um, or not even just new players coming in, just to all the casuals. And I guess that's why Rare does have such like a dedicated partner program is because they know that the vast amount of players are probably not getting this information and they get that information from cfe streamers so do you know mm -hmm. what i mean it's kind of like that kind of loop to get information out there because you know how else they're going to get the information to the players yeah. we have enough ui pages in the game we cannot add any more no. explaining everything that's going on it's... <laughs> <laughs> i just i just need them to do <laughs> cinematics i just i need i uh i don't even know what i need but yeah no the well, no, you're right because I mean, like, and also, I don't know. It's, it's it's probably impossible, but like, I would love it if when you open up Sea of Thieves, um, when there's been an update or a, a new cinematic re reveal release or anything, yeah, you open the game and it plays that cinematic and yes. it's unskippable just once, yeah, just, just once. Yeah. Um, let it play that cinematic through, and then maybe have a wall of text afterwards and press A to acknowledge it. This is the event that's happening. These are the things that will be happening. And then people can just jump into the... That's always been kind of my idea yeah. or thought for it. Because I know games have done that in the past. Yeah, um, Where there's a new season and they have... Yeah. World of Warcraft, like the, the big ones are out. Like Call of Duty has like cinematics that like pull you into the latest season to let you know what's going on. Yeah. And, and it, like, I agree. I, I, think, I think it was ironic that we... We got rid of the uh, opening cinematic that takes you on little little ship uh, traveling across the map and stuff, and then we have like a wake up animation that we can't yeah. that we can't. So it's so funny like how where where that buffer's been. Um, but yeah, no, I've I, and for a long time I think I was asking for the the uh, like a message board or like a bulletin board to be the thing. It's like every time you log into the game, there's a message board, and that message board. Uh, you can go to and read and it'll show you like these are the patch notes these is the these are the cosmetics that are I in the know, game but like, even even that i mean so many players when they come into my stream and you mention something like the quest board and like what's a quest board yes and and i did the amount of times i refill and i can't even i do this i, I purposefully do this every <laughs> drops just for a bit of conversation i refill an ammo crate and there is always someone that says like Wait, you can refill ammo crates? Do you know it's just and yeah. it, you, you don't again you don't realize because we're only kind of engaging with like I say that top percent, but you just don't yep. realize how many like more casual players are out are out there that just don't know these things. You know, um who I don't want to say who I was playing with the other day because I embarrass them, but they didn't know there was a pirate code in the tavern and they're a CFE's partner. Um and, and this I, is what I mean. <laughs> I thought you were... so like, you know, having having a message board in the game again is it needs to be in the face. It needs to be, yeah. You know, when a new season comes out, it pops up on screen, a text to read through with all that's happening, and then you can just a skip, and it you know it pins yep. it somewhere so you can go back to it if you need to. I thought you were. I will call her out. I thought you were going to bring up Kraken and the rowboat breaks. <laughs> I I one hundred percent thought it was going to be the the, the robo breaks. 
wasn't the was robot she, brakes? Yeah, wasn't she the one that that like didn't realize that there were brakes on the robot? I could have swore oh, I saw. I mean, it. it wouldn't surprise me, but she wasn't on crew <laughs> with me if it was. <laughs> I'll have to see if that. I'll, I'll, I may I may have to fact check myself after this and go and try yeah. and dig up that that tweet. But um, yeah, the, or no, maybe it was Chloe. Oh, it might have been Chloe that that didn't know. I'm, <laughs> oh, I hate my memory. Um, but yeah, so. I wanted to, to, cause we're, we're talking about like story with Sea of Thieves. We're talking about like the personal stories and stuff like that. Um, we, we recently got the announcement for the Steamforged games for the board game. Um, are you into board games when, when it comes to like games in general, or is it all video games? Um, I love family games. Mm-hmm. Um, so the silly little family games that I can play. Um, I, again, every single like Friday night, me, my mom, and my siblings would all play like you know Cluedo or Frustration, Monopoly, and things like that. So, and I mm-hmm. do that with my little boy and my wife. Like on a uh, an evening, we'll let him stay up late if we all sit and play like Super Mario Monopoly or whatever. Yeah. Now I do I do have board games behind me. Um, shameably, they've never been opened. They're just like collectibles. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've got like the, the Nemesis board games because the developers gifted them to me and they're oh, incredible, nice. but I've never opened it. Yeah. I've got the CFE's board game. I've got the CFO, the CFE's puzzle, you know, jigsaw puzzle and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I, but I do have the new board game on order. <laughs> and so, <I've>, yeah, <laughs> so I, it is on the way, even though I'll probably never play it. I mean, I would love, don't get me wrong. I would yeah. love, I would love to set up like a live stream and we talk about this all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, I've got six bloody webcams and I, I don't use any of them. You know, <laughs> I could have the webcams all set up um, around the board game and we could all play it, you know, live on Twitch and it would be amazing. Yeah. But it's just finding the time and the energy and the effort to set. I mean, you would be alarmed if I showed you. I've got a notepad with like all the ideas of stuff that I have wanted to do. F- and this spans back over years that I've just never got around to the chance to do. Yeah. Um. And and that and that is one of them. But no, I have pre-ordered the board game, um, and I thought it was arriving today because I got a, which was very early, <laughs> I know. But like, I got a notification on my phone saying your parcel from like something entertainment, and I'm like, yo, that's got to be the board game. <laughs> so I don't know if you, I don't know if you, I was like, that's so early. I don't. Oh, how did I get so lucky? And I don't know if you saw yeah. my tweet today. Yeah, but I, I did. I took a picture of my desk, and I'm like, it's the unboxing <laughs> table. Well, guess what? It wasn't the board game. It was a powered extension card. <laughs> Oh, so yeah, that was. <laughs> was it was it a good unboxing though? Like, do you do, do you go like all out and do the white gloves, and you're like, this is where no. you would plug it into the wall, and this is how many outlets you have, <laughs> and if you can see here, it has a nice little section for USB plugins. Surge protectors me, are amazing. <laughs> let me explain something to you. Do you know how hard it is to ASMR open a power cable? <laughs> that sounds like a challenge. I, I feel like I need to order. <laughs> like I need to order one of these and see what I can do. Um, so, like, like you, I. I, I spend most of my time, first off, I'm an only child, so I don't have any siblings to really rely on it. And, and I don't have any friends outside of what's in my computer right now. So thank you to all the people that are online saving me that going outside aspect of life. Um, but I, I too have the, the role-playing game and, and I appreciate mm. that. I have my gargoyles one as well too. And my wife has actually sat down with me in once and, and we played it and we had a good time. And then she bugged me to, to play it more, which was surprising. Cause I wasn't expecting that. 
and I completely keep putting it off because there's video games that I want to play. Um, so I'm interested in the Steamforged game because I, I like that that type of gameplay style. I like sitting down with other people, but it really does come down to time. And I think unless you have like a tight knit group that's close by that you can kind of sit in and like spend time with, you know, get a couple brews together, sit down, make a night of it. Um, I, I, I feel like I will miss out on that type of gameplay. So yeah. I, was, I, I, I always hope that there will be an event that we can go to that will have like-minded pirates there who are more knowledgeable uh, about these types of things to be able to do that and and know that it, like it's a one-off it's a sit down we've got time just for this one situation and be able to do something like that so i'm i'm hoping that that's the case i always feel it's harder for you guys in the u.s yeah like, over here we had um there was a I mean, it's fin- COVID killed it, which was heartbreaking. Yeah. Every month, we used to have a a Sea of Thieves like unofficial meetup, at a oh, really a gaming uh, um, a gaming arena, <sighs> and so there was like loads of laptop, uh, sorry, loads of P- gaming PCs, and that's how I met um, Calamity Kez from the Sea of Thieves UK Aww, community. No way. Um, so I just turned up there, and it was funny. <laughs> it was funny because she walked up to me and she, said, you're right, pet. I'm I'm Kez, and I'm like, I thought she worked there. I didn't realize that she was. <laughs> her at first and i thought she was a really keen member of staff and i'm like oh yeah lovely to meet you um so that was a bit awkward but um no and that was really cool because they did that every month and we just we'd meet up um that they'd, they'd like get me to spin up a private server and we'd just do like a gold rush and we'd all just like be shouting at each other over the pcs and stuff um That's cool. and you know you're talking about board games and i'm sat here thinking right so next weekend um happy crack and x and serpents are both coming over to mine um just for a few like oh, beers nice. and cocktails um oh, you know i cool. met up with like um uh lady harada and and her fella and and bacon and bread and sumo we all met up in york a few weeks ago and uh, before that i met up with, like let's drew this and, and cracking everyone we all came for like burgers Man. and stuff so i think that's just one of those things that you know even even like beard beard again is probably the furthest from me, but we still get to have like those kind of meetups. So I mean, it's like it's like seven to eight hours for us because he just lives like in the middle of nowhere. Um, <laughs> but it, you know, it's, it's it's possible. Whereas I feel like for you guys in the US, if you try and organize anything, all yeah. you ever get is why not West Coast or well, why not you know it's, you know yeah. it's, it's epic distances for to, in order to see people. It's it's funny because when when the the uh megalodon the rare megalodon was was being shipped around uh to different locations um with chalk muju uh i i opted is as as one of the 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 points of of interest for people that wanted to like meet up to do it and we got to do the meetup and it was like it was literally three weeks before lockdown And it was, it was, it was amazing. We went to go visit a ship. We all hung out. We got to walk around. We did a crunch challenge. Um, we, we had dinner at that point and it was, it was absolutely amazing, but like trying to like that, I think that's why I'm looking forward to SOT Fest NA so much is because I have at, at least a dozen friends on, on it from like central all the way to East coast that I've known for so long yeah. And so many of them are are people that I, I talk to on a daily basis that I love hearing their stories and I've never gotten a chance to meet them. And this is going to be like the, and thanks to, to, uh, pirate dead drug Doug to, to make sure. <laughs> thanks to Doug. I 
I'm not even going to try and attempt it again. I feel so bad. Just, thanks to Doug for putting this all together. Cause man, I don't, I don't care what happens at SOT fest. I don't, it's, it's the perfect excuse for me to blow a bunch of money to, to, to go visit yeah. uh, folks that I, I have not seen I mean, at all dude that was me for twitchcon us last year oh like God. i, I so wanted to go even, to that <laughs> dude i can't even i <laughs> i probably spent a maximum of 20 minutes in the convention center all weekend overall <laughs> i i am not even joking like, i went because i went to twitchcon eu and then and that was yeah incredible and like you know um I met so many wonderful people there and like, you know, I met, um, I think that's where you know, I was first met micro mads and, and like, you oh, know, nice. we get on so well now. And, uh, I met so many like people there and, and stuff, but like the U S one, and these are all people that I've just, you know, never had the opportunity to like, um, to meet face to face or anything. And I think I just put a tweet out just saying, I found this bar. It's on the main strip. If mm. any CFEs folk or any meet up and have a good time, Let's meet up there. Every single night, we took over the whole outdoor area of that bar. Um, it was all CFEs, folks. We were all just a bunch of loud, yeah. rowdy pirates. All the staff got to know us and, and made sure we had the space whenever we wanted it because we were spending that much money. But, like, meeting... <laughs> I, I don't want to start mentioning names because, like, I know that I, I'm going to, like, not mention people. And there were so many incredible people. But, yeah. like, um, I don't think Crow Tuck and Woodrow just understand how much I adore them, too. And even... <laughs> Even like, um, you know, Alex, uh, BBXH, someone XH. Now, I've only had limited interactions with them. And honestly, my, my like, kind of um, off the mark opinion was like, oh, I'm not going to get on with these guys. Oh, this is going to mm -hmm. be, you know. And honestly, like, I, I would run away with someone XH. That man is just <laughs> an incredible, incredible human being. And, like, Alex and BBXH was just so lovely to hang out with that weekend. Yeah. And, you know, you just meet someone and go, these are, like, wonderfully genuine people. And it was just an absolute, like, privilege to be in their presence. Oh, that's, that's what I enjoyed about SOT Fest last year was was getting to to be with people who understood my stupid obsession with this game <laughs> and feel like I wasn't alone and and I, I I it's like months away and I can't wait it feels like it's it's forever away but it also feels like it's right next week uh but I'm I'm so looking forward to that so I I don't know man I I I wish there was a way that I could be that I could have that on like a weekly basis, man. If I could just, if, yeah, if there was yeah. a way that I could take that energy into every week, I feel like I could conquer the world because it was just so, it was so good, man. It was so much, so much fun. And I just, oh, I'm already, I'm missing it so much right now because of that. <laughs> so, Especially now the sun's coming back out and you're just like, I just want to be outside and have a beer, man. <laughs> I know. Oh my God. Like this, the, uh, it wasn't, I don't think it was, I know it was like last week. Like it was like a Friday afternoon. I was like, honey, you want to go for a walk? And she's like, who are you? What did you do with my husband? <laughs> what do you mean you want to go for a walk? outside and she's like well i've got she's like well i got a, a book club at, in in like half an hour and i'm like well do you want to go for a walk in like for like half an hour she's like yeah and we had the most it was so nice it was so freaking nice yeah. out it was like 23 degrees celsius it was beautiful there was a slight breeze it was quiet there was not like a, a whole bunch of noise going on and it was just it was it was exceptional it was probably one of the the, the nicest afternoons i'd had outside in a, in a, in a hot while so i was i was, nice. I was looking for that um I want to know 
have you been keeping up with the rat at all on social media? Like the, the, the little rat that that's been hiding in, in all the social media posts I, from Sea of Thieves? No. What? <laughs> no. I know I knew of it from the video and like you know the the um the reveal video for for the season but I had no idea that oh, there was man. putting the rat in so <laughs> They're putting the rat in Okay, like well everything. this is my last day as a CFE's partner. I'll be getting the email in the morning. I did not realize uh, I had just canceled the beard. Oh, uh, uh, we'll edit it all out. I'm so sorry. I don't uh, you can't see no, it but I'm I had no idea there was doing it. See, this is what I mean, though. Like, so, I just, no, no, please, please do tell me more about this, but just to go off on a tangent, like, and this is me who's supposed to be hyper-engaged with the game. How are the more casual players supposed to know that anything's going on? But anyway, so, like... That's what I'm, that's what I want to get at. So it's just like, I'm curious how many folks have been keeping an eye on social media with every, because it's, it's almost every every single like uh, post that is like just a regular like random tweet that they put out and there's always a picture and the picture's always in 4K and they've always photoshopped a little rat with the little green eyes into it and Falcor Falcor's like figured out like the first letter of every post is is leading up to a sentence that is explaining like what we have to go looking for and stuff and Davram TV uh, from from Pirate Talk Radio says it's going to be a traitor and I'm just like like I, I just I, I love that they're doing this, but I'm I'm very curious, even from like a partner standpoint, like do you think this is working? Like, do you think the engagement is here for just the hyper focused and they're having fun with it and that this is their treat? Or do you think that the mysteries need to be like ripped open like a like a bag of chips and and just like given to everyone to be like hey this is this is what's going on this is why you need to be excited about sea of thieves because we've got a huge mystery going on right now like where where do you fall because it, it feels like you're you're missing you're missing some of the stuff that they're putting out if if it wasn't yeah, like right in your I, face i guess it's one of these though because this is the problem with sea of thieves is the player base is so varied and we all have our own kind of different styles of play and and how you know, and there's that various different degrees of engagement. Yeah. Um. So I guess it's just it's kind of ticking a box for a, a percentage, mm -hmm. and as long as the tick in that box for as many of the players as possible, like the more casual players will probably you know when the adventure comes into game and they get the message from Lorena saying go do this quest, they'll probably be happy with that and and they'll they'll lead in from that. Again, this is me kind of playing that devil's advocate again. Mm -hmm um so i guess um yeah i guess it's just about trying to keep everybody happy which is never going to happen so it's about trying to keep as, as many people happy as possible yeah I'm, I'm always curious what the i would love to understand like the analytics behind the completion rate for for adventures and and mysteries because it, it was a it was a topic that i brought up a couple episodes ago about how many people had actually like completed the first mystery like how how well did that hit and what could they do to to try and ramp that up so there's higher engagement um and how long should it be and how much should it kick into like the actual game as opposed to like social media posts and stuff like that i mean that. I'll, I'll be honest with that first mystery um that was the, so like i love the adventures in sea of thieves um i know a lot of people like prefer the tall tales and stuff but see that last adventure mm. when they got rid of the um the journals and everything um, and they use like the shadows of memories or whatever. That was incredible. Yeah. That was one of my favorite yes. CFE moments in a long time. Oh my um, God. And, and if they can take the PVE spawns out of it, it will be an 11 out of 10. <laughs> um, honestly, because I just thought it was phenomenal. But the the mystery, the DeMarco mystery, I couldn't figure any of that out. Mm -hmm. I used to, so when I was doing stuff in game, 
um, it it came it kind of uh, spelled out how bad it was to me. Um, do you remember when you used to go to the different islands and and I think you had to like play shanties and like uh, pictures appeared on rocks. Yeah. So I was I was saying and using the spyglass. That was it. Yeah. I spent hours with that spyglass trying to figure out how to use it. And then if, uh, and people in chat were saying you've just got to go. I'm like no, I don't want to know where I need to go to do it. I want to know how I'm supposed to come to that conclusion. Yes. Um, that I wanted, you know, experience the full thing. I don't, I don't care that you know someone's told me the answer. I don't mind backseat gaming, but how do we come to this conclusion? Yeah. And I kid you not, I sat there and I ended up not playing the game, and I was looking at the camera, and for twenty minutes, I was like, "Can anyone in this chat tell me how you're supposed to come to the conclusion that you have to go to this point and do this with this spyglass?" All of them, not one person, that all just got the answer from YouTube, yeah. another streamer. And I was just like, this this mystery isn't working. Like, mm-hmm. if, if if no one can actually, I don't know if it was too complicated. You know, when, like, when you're getting the emails with the the random little um, like word searching oh, yeah. and stuff. Yeah. And I was like, what am I supposed to do with this? And this is like, again, this is me who's supposed to be a more engaged player. I'm like, I don't know, or I can't figure out what I'm su- supposed mm-hmm. to do with this. Um, I mean, the chase. I mean, to go back. I mean, Rare have done some stuff like that incredibly well. I remember that the Golden Banana event that was incredible. I loved yes. that so much back in the day. Yeah. But I think they've been quite open and admitted that you know there were things that worked really well with that mystery, and there mm-hmm. were things that just kind of really didn't. Um, and they're they're taking that on board for the next one. Yeah. I loved the ending of it. I loved you know when you went down. Yeah. The, you know oh. that it was amazing, and the music. So I, I mean, if you've, I don't know if you've heard the, is it, is it called the Fallen Sea Dog, the piece of music that they wrote yes. for that? When you play it in its entirety, it's just, if you've ever seen the movie, oh. The Last of the Mohicans with Enya that does a soundtrack, it's oh very God. reminiscent of that. And it's like, oh, this is so good. But um, yeah, so that was all amazing. Like the actual <laughs> gameplay of it and stuff was amazing. Like, yeah, I just I, I couldn't figure it out. <laughs> you just, I, I I'm right there, with, and, and I feel like you just unlocked a core memory because Enya just popped into my head. And now I'm just constantly <laughs> thinking about childhood memories about when I was listening to Enya. No matter where you go. <laughs> oh my god, that's so good. Oh, I love it. Um, so yeah. I, <laughs> I, yeah, with the with the mysteries, it feels like I I'm not smart enough to 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 work those out. <laughs> if I'm being a hundred percent honest, I love no, that same. they're there. I don't think I'm smart enough to put that stuff together, <laughs> and and I rely heavily on the the Ancient Isles uh, University. I rely yeah. heavily on uh, a, a Rare Thief for for uh, putting it together. Merfolk Lullaby for for having you know like interactive things on his website to to be able to do all that. Um, and I try and, and get that information fed out to people when I've worked it out on, on the backs yeah. of other people so that I can try and bring it to a, a, a broader audience. Um, but I would love it if Rare did like a video that summarized everything that up to a certain point and they released on like a monthly schedule, like, hey, this is all the things that you, you might have missed for the mystery up into this point and just you know kind of like have have charlie day looking at the board with all the strings attached pointing out I to mean, me how it's did, working they did have that wonderful video that they put out a couple of times was it john mcmurty was like so far in the adventure or whatever and then he was like, just true. R- rattled through everything that happened mm. sorry so in the mystery and he rattled through everything and it was so well done and it was yeah. hilarious um 
I hope that there's something it was like just, that. It was just the actual, the actual puzzles were just like, I don't know, for me, they were just mind melting. And I yeah. could not figure out how, uh, how to get to the point that, you know, people had got to. And I don't think most people did. I think they just looked up the answer online. Yeah. And I think if they can... I mean, you go back to the original Tall Tales and the puzzles in the Tall Tales, some of them are actually quite difficult. But oh, man, they're not, Stars of they're a not, Thief. They're not out there. Um, they're, not, they're not completely out there. You can figure them out. And what's wonderful about those Tall Tales is when you do finally figure it out, it's such a, like, oh, my God, like, you know, mm. moment. And it's, it's so obvious now. I mean, the one I had a hard time with was when you've got the, the wooden board oh, and yeah. it's got, like, the cutout <laughs> in it. And I was, dude, I was walking around for hours with wooden board. I was like, where am I supposed to do this? And then someone in my chat, because I said, I don't want, because back then I was playing on an Xbox and I'm like, I don't want any backseat gaming because I was, you know, yeah. very like, but now I don't care. But And then someone just typed in chat, press left trigger. I'm like, wait, what? And it flipped it around yeah. and it had the island location on the back. I'm like, no way. But mm -hmm. it's like that, even that took me back to like being very young in gaming because games were like that. Like oh, you yeah. couldn't just look up the answers online and the oh, yeah. and then after hours, you just do something simple and realize it was there all along. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, we're going back to Metal Gear Solid where you had to look at the back of the case to get the answer to the damn code. Um, oh my God. I forgot all about that. <laughs> I, I think there was like a, a door code, and then yeah. the, the 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 code was on the back of the CD case, yeah. which was an amazing Hideo Kojima genius yeah. because it meant anyone that had pirated that game couldn't get Wasn't, the answer. Yeah. <laughs> really bad for future digital versions of the game, but yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I had that same feeling when I was a kid, and uh, I got a Super Nintendo. The first game that that was bundled with it was A Legend of Zelda: A Link to the Past. And <gasps> I, my little like brain just could not understand like what to do with that game. They're like, here's a lantern. And I'm like, what do I do with this? Dude, what do I, it's what one do I, of my favorite games of all time. It's, it's the honestly. best. It's the best. <laughs> it's Legend of Zelda Link to the Past is, is like, there's that. And then there's like Ocarina of Time. And then like right somewhere in that area is uh, a link between worlds. And those are like my top three. I think, I think, yeah, I think my Super Nintendo came with Super Mario World. And then I had Super Mario All-Stars mm. and Zelda Link to the Past. And I just played the hell out of them. <sighs> What else do you need? Oh my god, that's like the that's like the best lineup right there. Like you throw a couple oh, more and on. Mortal there. Kombat. Sorry, Mortal Kombat. I remember Ooh. many hours on Mortal Kombat. Man, the the I had a buddy of mine that I would go visit, and uh, the only reason I, I I would go over to his place was because I had Mortal Kombat on the Super Nintendo, but he had a Genesis, so clearly he had the right version of Mortal Kombat. So. I would learn all the fatalities on my own against the computer and then, or like player two, like it was just uh, like, I was just controller plugged in and I would do everything. And then I would go over to his place to watch all the really cool fatalities with the blood and stuff on the Sega version. So, but that was a weird way to, <laughs> to end on the mystery conversation. Um, yeah. <laughs> what a divergence. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I'm just sorry. I actually remember the first time I defeated Shang Tsung. Um, I remember I could I'd never get past Godo, and I would get past Godo oh, in that fight with Shang Tsung. I remember the first time I did it, my my tiny little hands, I could barely move my fingers, but I was I think I literally cried. I literally <laughs> think I cried when I finished that game. <laughs> oh, my God. That's great. Um, okay, so to, to round things off, I asked my, my patrons to, uh, to, to send in questions because I, I wanted to give them an opportunity to join in on the conversation. So um, 
Norwegian wanted to ask you, what was the first moment in the game that made you fall in love with Sea of Thieves or realize that this was going to be a game that you would never want to stop playing? I remember, so I played a lot of the um, the alpha and the beta. So that's kind of obviously, mm. there was very, there was lots of moments when the game did launch um, that kind of kind of solidified it. But uh, I remember playing the alpha and I can't remember what stage we was at. Um, I can't remember if it was um, when we had the pistol or not. But either way, mm. I just remember that um, I went I went to an island and I was solo um, and I went I went to this island and I just like crashed into it and jumped onto the beach and another ship came billowing in, T-boned my ship and it was like, sorry, dude. And then I remember all his crewmates jumped onto the island and then um, some more ships saw us. Either way, we, we, we ended up with like a large group of us all on an island and we must have spent six hours there just talking about the game. Try to teach oh, each other how to do the sword lunge jump. Yeah. Um, you know, talking about stuff that was insiders and not inside, it was pioneers at the time, thinking mm -hmm. it was all really cool. It's like, yeah, we're part of the pioneers, yo, <laughs> doing secret handshakes or whatever. But you know, just just trying to, you know, and just testing things, just saying, Oh, I wonder if this would work. Oh, I wonder what would happen if he did this. Um mm. and you know, because there was there was no direction, there was no like instruction or anything. It was just, you know, what if this happened when we did this? Um Oh, and man. I still speak to some of those folks, and because um, yeah, I, I mean that's that, I'm one of them. Um, we then we started up a, a Facebook fan page for Sea of Thieves, and that's where oh, everything nice. started for me. Yeah, that's where everything started for me for like getting known on Facebook, and then getting into Twitch because that's what I learned what Twitch was. Really? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So because he That's was crazy. like, "Hey, I'm thinking about starting up a fan page. Do you want to be part of it?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure." <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so I I I can't believe I didn't ask this earlier, but I, I'm I'm very curious. Uh, where did behaving beardly come from, and why why beardly? So there was me and a friend, um, and so this was all this all just happened. So basically, because I jumped into you know this is the alpha and the beta, sea of thieves, and I was seeing things pop up. For, for Mixer mm -hmm. um, and see if these were doing like promotions for game yeah. cosmetics. And, and um, there was a guy called Shaka Panda who was playing <laughs> uh, Rocket League. Uh, and I was like, yo, this is kind of cool. Uh, and so I had a friend that had always been really into YouTube, not creating content, but just like watching YouTube content. Mm. Because like I said, I didn't watch any, um, you know, uh, live streaming or VOD content at all. Yeah. Um, and so I was talking to him about it and he was like, yo, let's start up a, a YouTube channel. Um, and at the time I did a lot of home brewing. I know this is a lot going on right now. I'm sorry. No, no, yeah. I'm with <laughs> you. I, I was, so I was, I, we was doing a lot of home brewing together and we was like, what if we made home brewing tutorials, how to make your own beer? Oh. Um, and so <laughs> when we was coming up with names, um, we'd both just become dads. So, the name we wanted to go with was Men Behaving Dadly, which was a play on the words from the old TV show Men Behaving Badly. Um, but I did a lot of Googling, saw that name had been used elsewhere, and you know, mm. I just wanted something that was completely unique. And by pure coincidence, I'd just been on a holiday. I hadn't shaved. He had a beard anyway. Mm. And I was like, oh, what if he was Men Behaving Beardly? And he was like, <laughs> um, you know, ship it. I mean, back then I would literally get a shave and would still be called Men Behaving Beardly. But, like, my, I've changed my email on everything, and it is info at behavingbeardly.co.uk. But my Twitch email address, mm -hmm. because it's the same, and my YouTube email address is still Men Behaving Beardly. Um, and because that's what it all was at first. So I just created a YouTube, a Twitch, and everything I could think of has created all of them as Men Behaving Beardly. 
Um, and like I said, it was it was geared around around home brewing oh, content. So interesting, <laughs> so crazy. Okay, man, that's that's interesting. So I've I've been Captain Logan far before Sea of Thieves ever came out. Like I was just it was it was a, a, a thing that I had like way back when I was playing like uh, uh, World of Warcraft, and it's just it's it's been Captain Logan or Cap Logan for forever. So when Sea of Thieves came out, it was like oh I have Easy. to. I just I have to keep, <laughs> like I keep it, but Keelhauled was uh, like a one off the cuff streaming uh, the beta and just been like talking to Terra Nova, who was a guy that I met during the beta, and I was just he was like I was like oh, I feel like I want to do a podcast about that, but I I need I need like the name, and he's like uh, I was like what's a good name, and he's like Keelhauled, and I'm like done, all right, we'll go with that. <laughs> so <laughs> that's it's it's weird how sometimes these things just. They just pop into existence, and it's like no question. Just go with yeah. that. Just just drop in with that. Well, that was it. That 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 fan page we came up with. I remember there was like five of us in a Facebook group chat. Yeah, we're all that old. Um, <laughs> in a Facebook group chat, and we're like, should we have a name? And this one guy was like, how about Horseman's Fleet? Ship it, done it, pack mm. it, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So okay, so with with behaving beardly, how often do you groom your beard? Because I, I imagine it's got to be like a daily type thing. Dude, it grows like this. I am not even joking. So like, everyone's always like, oh, what oils do you use? How often do you trim it? I'm like, no. I, I literally, <laughs> I, I literally, I have a shower every morning. Um, I use a hair conditioner. And then I kind of like, I have like, I think it's called a wet brush. I don't know. It's It was an mm. old in my wife's. So I'm still using it five years later. Um <laughs> And I, and, I, and I back, I basically back brush my beard while hair drying it, but that's it. Oh, wow. That's so different um, than what I've, what I was expecting. There's folks that have like waxes and they've come up with their own I stuff. Know. I know. Dude, I tried all that <laughs> and I get that many sponsors of folks like, Hey, you, you, you want to be sponsored by our, our, our beard groom brand? And I'm like, no, beard wax is awful. Like, honestly, <laughs> um, ask, ask Kraken. She'll let you know, because... Um, one time Kraken went to, to pick me up and I think was going to London. Um, mm. I think it was. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to make an effort. I've got a tin of beard wax that's been in there for six years. So I opened <laughs> so it. Good. I put some, some beard wax in my beard. And you know what you can't do when you've got beard wax in your beard? Stroke you your can't beard. touch your beard. Yeah. yeah and I touch my beard a lot. <laughs> so like, I'm in the car. I'm talking to Kraken. I'm very expressive with my hands and I'm touching yeah. my beard. And then I touched her dashboard. Well, now she's got beard oil stained handprints <laughs> on the dashboard of her car. So I'm like, yeah, it's just, it's just not good. Now, apparently, beard oils are great if you have dry skin or, or flaky skin or anything. Mm. Um, and that's the idea of it. It doesn't, I mean, and, and if it gets really hot outside, like, yes, it's yeah. probably great to, to stop it kind of fluffing up or, or, or whatever, but no, I don't, <laughs> I don't, it just grows like this. <laughs> that's, oh man, see, that's, that's good genetics right there. Like I, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I, I am Caucasian, but I have a, a very significant portion of my blood is Puerto Rican. So I've got the mustache and I've got the goatee, <laughs> but all of this, all of the side cheekness, all of that is about as Joe Dirt as you can get thanks to my Texan father. And I can't, like, I can get that, that, that redneck line along the side of my cheek and that's it. So I either, I either look like full Puerto Rican, like, like strong pencil mustache if I wanted it, or it's just like redneck up all, all the way. 
And that's, yeah, it's... but dude, the the her, the hereditary hair loss, though. You know, I might have the beard, but I ain't got the hair. So oh. it... <laughs> yeah, no, it's 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 there. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> I, I recognize that hat. I understand why that hat is that hat. I have but, that. No, same I mean, hat. it was great. I mean, again, this is a very a very UK thing. Sorry, because I know it's, it's different in the US, but I know when I was at school, like, I kid you not, from the age of fourteen, I had like huge sideburns. <laughs> uh, and I could grow a bit of like a bit of a goatee, and then by the time I was like sixteen, seventeen, I could literally I had like the um, the chin strap beard, and mm. like all 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 the college kids would send me to go pick up their their alcohol from, <laughs> because I I looked yeah. older than they did. Uh, you know I was I was I mean I, I I think I've been five foot ten since I was fifteen years old. I just stopped growing at fifteen, but I was like <laughs> really tall. I had like all this facial hair, and I'd be like, yeah. so they'd all send me in to go to go buy the um, the booze for a Friday night. <laughs> That's so funny. All right, so with Sea of Thieves being your job, what other games do you like to play nowadays? I don't play any games off stream, which is kind of sad. Um, I do miss it. Mm. But it's kind of one of those sacrifices that I've just accepted I've had to make in order for content creation to work. Yeah. There has to be sacrifices somewhere, um, you know, and I'm, I'm never going to sacrifice time with my wife and child. You know, like this week, I've been spending a lot of time, you know, doing my garden up, but I know that's like a space for us and like I can, um, you know, and, and have that escape and it's there on my doorstep. Yeah. Um, Looks great, by the I way. Love, yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't, I mean, like there's, there's very rare occasions where I might just like, you know, try a game off screen. I mean, I love, I actually love first person shooters and a lot of people are always surprised. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I put a clip up the other day of me playing Apex and people's brains melted at the fact <laughs> I was playing Apex. It's like, what? But, um, no, Gears of War. Um, I have such a strong affinity with Gears of War. I always have. I love Gears of War so much. Mm. Um, and, and dude, this isn't, this isn't even once a month, but like. You know, in a very blue moon, like if the wife's like, I'm not feeling well, I'm going to bed early or whatever, I'll be like, I'm going to jump on the PC, on the on the Gears of War for two hours and just, you know, and just, just open up an online match, get my ass handed to me because I'm so out of practice. Yeah. Um, and, then, and then that's it. But yeah, I literally, I literally just don't game off stream anymore. I, I used to love games that. like, um, I used to love playing like uh, Rocket League and stuff like that. Mm, um, yeah. Believe it or not. But um Again, I love I love racing sims. Like when when the new motorsport yes. comes out, I will be playing that. I will. I love like th- like Forza Horizons are kind of fun, but I get bored of them after a couple of hours. But yeah, um, and I probably wouldn't stream it because I know people would just be like bewildered as to why I'm just completely focused on it. Yeah. But um, I used to play a lot of F1 sims, and I love Forza Motorsport. Man, um, yeah, <laughs> that surprised me. That that honestly, more than the Apex Legends, I'm more surprised at how big of a fan you are of of uh, the Forza series because that's that's not one that is an exceptionally niche group of of folks that like that, yeah. that that go in for the racing sim type stuff, and and it's very very interesting to talk to those fans because the passion is is so so cool to to hear them talk about like all the little things that they love about those type of games i I know um when i first started first started on twitch like i didn't want to play sea of thieves funnily enough um Mm. i wanted i wanted to be like an entertainer and do like game shows that was how i launched my channel was like i did like interactive chat shows with with chat and um you know the the, the chat box and things that we have now and the channel interactions, they didn't exist. So mm-hmm. me and um, a guy called Larry IRL, who is an absolute legend, mm-hmm. um, and a guy called Rough Gaming, we used to all be very much into our um, 
you know, creating systems for streams that had never existed before. So like, oh, wow. um, I think I, I, I like, I remember I was explaining to people because no one could, it baffled people that I could have a, um, an alert that was like a normal alert, but then a full screen alert if it was like a higher gift sub or whatever, because that stuff didn't exist. And it's all kind mm -hmm. of come about in such a short amount of time. And um, I'm trying to think of things that we used to, and my brain's going absolutely dead. Oh yeah, so like, you know, typing a command in chat and an animation playing on screen, like yeah. that didn't exist. And then I was doing it. And so I was trying to like create wow. game shows with all that kind of interaction and stuff. But then during the week on like my, my shorter streams, like on a weekday, I'd always play something like Forza Motorsport, Gears yeah. of War, um, uh, Rocket League, uh, and I was really into Dead Island, which Dead Island mm. Two comes out on Friday, so I'll be playing that on Friday as well. I just and I just I will, bought the yeah. first one. I I've never played it, but I, it's always been one of those like I really want to play that, and never played them. I downloaded the first one last night, and I want to jump into it because I'm I'm interested in the second one. Yeah, and I'm, I'm I'm yeah, it's it's one of the um, it's just yeah, it's one that I'm putting. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do an extra stream on Friday and play it. I think which I wouldn't normally ever do, mm. um, but it's it's kind of a full circle moment for me. And the devs have been um, really kind to me over the past few weeks, and so yeah. I, was, I really want to yeah. I saw, I saw that you you were like trying to figure out what the what the uh, embargo is, which I think the embargo is actually up right now because I've been seeing a bunch of reviews go up for it. So I'll have to ask my I friend. was trying to see what the embargo is. No, no, I was, you, I was sorry. Oh, you was, oh yeah. <laughs> sorry. No, I don't know. I don't know if you saw it because um, yeah, it was, it was really cool. They sent they sent me a um, uh, I don't even know what you call it AMD seven thousand nine hundred GPU um, oh, wow. for the launch of Dead Island, and they were like, you know, if you're going to play Dead Island. You might as well play it on the best specs, and I'm like, let's go. Wow. So, uh, yeah. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was oh, that's awesome. awesome of them. Um, but yeah, it was it was weird. I don't know why I kind of got so like, you know, it's a full circle moment that Deep Silver reached out to me when it was yeah. literally the first computer game that I played on my Twitch channel, um, wow. live sort of thing. Other than Sea of Thieves, sorry. But yeah, that's so cool though. Oh man. That's awesome. I, I love that. I'll, I'll probably check out the, uh, this will be, this will be going out after that stream, but I'm probably going to check out your dead eye and play through because <laughs> I, I, I want to play that. I probably won't pick it up right away because I'm waiting for Star Wars Jedi. So that's, oh, that's another, I can't wait for that. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, okay. So last question here, because uh, I think this is probably one of the more important ones that, that, um, helped kind of push uh -oh. me to get in contact with you uh after your stream with sightless combat how do you feel oh. about gamers with sight disabilities and what things do you think could be added to games to help all disabled gamers this is what um is really hard so that stream um and for anyone that obviously doesn't know I, I obviously i did a stream with like um sightless filters that rnib had organized and approached me which was um incredible that they'd even asked me to do honestly it was such a wonderful like, a, a wonderful campaign to be a part of and learn more about the work they've done in the past within other industries but um just identify so like, for me when you know rare like you know we've added this for people uh sightless and obviously i've sailed with like um shasters before who's a sightless creator yeah uh, and so uh, I'd kind of had, like very limited like knowledge and awareness, uh, and I knew of sightless combat and 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 knowing that you know is 100% sight loss. I just kind of sat in my head that they're trying to make these games for people with no sight, mm -hmm. like no sight at all. Um, and so then, so I kind of dismissed it, which is kind of one of those sobering moments where you're like, God, you've been a bit of a. <laughs> 
Because mm. I, I kind of dismissed it as, well, what can game developers do? They, they literally can't do anything. You know, well, they can do things. They can only do so much. Yeah. But how, how do they make a game like Sea of Thieves, um, you know, fully accessible to someone that literally can't see anything? Um, and, but doing that with the different filters, um, realizing that um, sight loss is a spectrum Mm-hmm. Um, and there is definitely things that can and should be done within video games that can make these video games like 100% accessible to those with sight limiting conditions. Um, you know, it was, I think I used one as an example. So I was doing like a, an X-Max spot quest. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, it, they've got the ticking on the compass, which was amazing. Um, I managed to find where the dig was. I started digging, found the chest, but then the PVE spawned. And so I was like flailing around trying to kill this PVE, <laughs> yeah. which I was using sound cues. And I'm like, you know, I was saying, you know, I know this game at the back of my hand, you know, and, yeah. and I know the sounds and I know the environment. And then I was really proud of myself. I killed all the, the skellies that had popped, but then I couldn't figure out where the treasure was because obviously I couldn't really see very well. And I'm like, well, mm-hmm. I've had to move around because I'm fighting these killers. Now, how do I find that loot that yeah. I've already dug up? Because my compass now won't take me to it because it's already been started to be dug up. So like, you know, the things that, you know, maybe they could have like a ticker for, you know, your quest loot or something until it's returned to the ship or, you know, just just, just things like that. I mean, I, I, I don't really know how this is the, the, the difficult job the developers have, but this is why RNIB have set up this campaign is they are setting up a panel of people with sight limiting conditions and they are wanting um well they're wanting people with sight limited conditions to come to them and join this panel but they're wanting developers to work with that panel to make to get this kind of input from people that you know um you know are limited and uh, and and basically can make these games for and i think the important message i was trying to get out was um you know, it's it's great. The developers are always trying to retrofit these kind of things, but it's the development teams that put them in at the development stage and make them a, like a fundamental like mechanic of the game that makes them so much more accessible and uh, I guess easier to implement and use and, and things like that. It's it's so interesting to to talk to people about like what is what is accessibility like is is it something that is going to make the game easy? Is it going to make the game too easy? Something like that. I, I love that this campaign is is effectively sourcing as much information about uh, a vision loss in, in in specific to give information to the devs that will will be actionable information stuff that they can take a look at and say like okay now that we understand these are the things that people are running into with this type of of accessibility need yeah. we can we can address that in particular and try and build tools that will afford them the the same level of understanding and comprehension in the game as as people with uh, a better sight than than what they're dealing with and stuff. And as someone who who wears glasses and has bad vision, I I definitely notice like over the years like my vision is starting to to wane. And and thankfully I don't have any kind of conditions that prevent me from you know being able to see stuff yeah. um, uh, beyond just like what my glasses uh, afford me, but there is there is 100% a a fear that at some point my condition will degenerate to a point where I will not be able to have I can't have surgery for LASIK right now I don't know what I'll have available to me in the future so championing things like this to me is is a is a is a it's an insurance plan for myself, knowing that, that, that it's a possibility that I'd run into that. And, and I mean, some of those statistics we went through on that stream were, I mean, we was, just, we was only talking UK statistics as well. Yeah. And it was 250 people a 
today, I think it was, in the UK, um, uh, 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 declared legally blind. Yeah. That's every single day. And I'm like, that's a lot of people on this tiny speck of the planet. <laughs> like, um, yeah. And yeah, so yeah, I, I forgot. What, I, I was going to like kind of say something on that point then, but it's just, it's just literally <laughs> left my head. But no, um, no, the, 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 yeah, the RNIB people were in my chat and they were like, and I was sat there saying, that's scary. That is a scary number. And she was like, well, this is what we're about, is making it yeah. be not so scary. Like, it's going to happen, but we can make it not be a, a scary. Because, um, you know, going off on a tangent, they've made, like, a, um, um, a a shop that's for people with sight loss. So it's all the products, are like, you know, have the, the Braille on, all the shelves have the Braille on. You know, they've made a... And the one that blew my mind, and I just, like, it's you, you don't think of things like this. They've made a, um, a pregnancy test for people with sight loss. Because it's, like, such yeah. a... It's you know it's such a personal you know moment and mm-hmm. you know you, you know you don't want I mean well, I mean I guess you could with your partner but like being able to like do the pregnancy test yourself yeah. um, and 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 have that moment yourself it's you know stuff like that and it's like it kind of wakes you up um, you know to the need for this kind of uh, this kind of thing. It's a lot of uh, in 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 speaking of some of the troubles that we were running into with uh, meeting up with people um, during the pandemic and in, in the height of it, uh, you know, every COVID test I've ever taken, not one of them uh, accommodated folks with vision <clears throat> impairment, and there's there's no yeah. inf- there's no way to to, to discern what you're seeing or, or what you can see or yeah, what you can you, you need, get. You need someone to read it for you. Yeah. yeah. Which is, is a frightening thing when you're taking into account. It's like, I don't want to put my family at risk. If I, if I yeah. have contracted COVID, it's like, you know, that, that is a scary thing. And, and to, to, to put upon people um, and, and granted, this was something that was like, we were trying to get this as quickly and as, as accessible uh, out to people as, as quickly as possible for this kind of thing. But you do have to have people putting themselves at risk and they were doing it in hospitals every day. But um, to, to put that upon family members because of, of something as, as simple as having Braille on there and, and having people understand like how to tell that, that, that it's a very interesting way to, to have to try and deal with that kind of thing. And, and seeing, seeing what they're doing with having people join up in the campaign to, to offer information to then uh, enable developers to start putting in these kind of accessibility tools at the start of game development, not necessarily retrofitting them all the time um, is, is such a, 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 a strong, passionate thing for me. I love this aspect of gaming yeah. the most uh, when, when we talk about like what Sea of Thieves has done and stuff. So it was, it was really great to get to see you um, really take on that challenge head on and and really embrace it and i know that it was i know watching the stream it was exceptionally hard for you just kind of realizing like how you process information and how um having too many voices it it can (laughs) can can be something that shuts down and and i i think everyone has has uh, their limit like there's only so much noise that a person can comprehend before it becomes so overwhelming that you you lose the ability to to really kind of function to to be able to know like what am I even doing right now and and, and just it's, kind of yeah, shut down. A, yeah, that's that's another thing, but that, that altogether. But yeah, like I I always feel rude. I get really bad sensory overload, really bad. And mm-hmm. like um, whenever I do events for Sea of Thieves, I always feel bad. But I have to. You know, at the end, everyone gathers and then like you know, you'll have a full server of, you know, six galleons, four people, and they all gather and they're all like having a laugh. I have oh, to yeah. for I have to leave. Because I will literally, it's weird. I can't speak. I literally, my brain will not process. I can't talk over them. 
and it's something I do in like crowded areas. Whereas I'm I'm kind of the opposite in that situation where if I'm in a, I have to be the loudest voice and I will talk over everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, but otherwise, I kind of like I just, I just can't cope with it. And it's one of the reasons why I don't ever galleon on Sea of Thieves unless I'm with people. It has to be like very specific people because if everyone's all talking at once, I just I can't talk to chat. I can't be entertaining. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's weird. It's like someone hits a pause button on my brain. So mm-hmm. I, I have a feature on my stream. I don't know if you know this. Um, uh, it's called sidechain ducking. So when no. I speak, it turns everybody else down in Discord. Um, oh. So it's 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 huh. it's an old feature. I mean, it's it's built into OBS. Just not a lot. I've got a, a self plug. I put a YouTube out uh, a video <laughs> about it years ago. <laughs> Um, but it's just I would not be able to stream without it. Interesting. So when I'm on crew with, say, if I'm on crew with, uh, I'll use Lady Harada as an example because she's loud and she talks a lot. But if <laughs> I'm to respond to something in chat and she's just jabbering away, like I'll never turn out a lady and say, you know, shut up. I know that when I'm yeah. I talk a lot and I know that when I'm streaming with other people, you know, they just talk over me to their chat. That's absolutely fine. That's part of being a live content creator. Yeah. But I I have it so when I speak into my microphone, OBS picks that up and turns her down automatically. Mm. So otherwise, I would sit there in dead silence and wait for her to finish because I just literally wouldn't be able to comprehend what I'm trying to say. It's weird. It's it's interesting, and I, I, I attribute that every behind every great streamer, um, there's groups of people, and I and I usually put them into little buckets to help me organize it mentally. But there's always people who are fantastic mods, and they're great at managing chat. They're great at keeping things in order. They're great on keeping you on task if you need stuff. And then there are great streaming partners who are the ones that you have like a, a good go between between like. Um, you're the type of person who is a personality and you're loud and you're boisterous and you're keeping people entertained. And then there are the people that are silently running around doing all of the stuff that keeps things in order on the ship when it comes to Sea of Thieves in particular. And uh, a shout out to to um, my my good friends, Big Bad Pad and Mina Ferry. They are the ones that were with, uh, or, or I guess it was you, uh, or they were with you, um, I believe during that stream and they are the ones that typically are are helping try and get things done around the ship uh for for streamers and and shout out to them because they're the ones that are are okay not being in the spotlight uh and just trying to enable um a good voyage and and it's it's yeah, nice yeah. to have those people i'll just be alone to like me and sail by yourself <laughs> sail by- <laughs> <laughs> No, I do not. I do. Uh, yeah. When, I, when I'm on a brig, yeah, or a brig or a galleon, there's always a couple of folks that, you know, they don't stream and they're just, they're just there for the for the adventure. But mm-hmm. yeah, if I'm on a sloop, it's it's always with another creator or just by myself, to be honest. Mm. I've, I've, <laughs> I don't ever hit uh, go live, but I love having an hour to like an hour and a half solo sail um once once in a while i don't know what it is about it it's calming it's relaxing i don't feel beholden to anyone's expectations on what we're 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 doing or there's no goal or anything but i love those like one and a half hour streams or not streams but like sessions i always lie to the people that i'm sailing with um i always tell them like a start time which is at least an hour after i'm actually planning to start (laughs) because i just need to have my own time where i can just be silly you know, have a bit of a, a laugh with chat and things. Because um, I feel like sometimes when you've got someone else on crew, they, they take too much of your attention. And I, yeah. and like I say, my focus is always to be like hyper engaged with chat and to have a laugh. But then 
that's why I love, I mean, um, three examples of people that just, just get it and are incredible to stream with is like Happy Crack and Beard Again and, and Micromads. Mm. Um, that's why me and Micromads always do drops together. I always laugh because she'll just message me saying, we're doing drops. I'm like, Friday, Sunday. She's like, yep, easy. <laughs> and I always say, you know, um, oh, what do I always say? My God, my brain's gone blank. But it's always like, you know, you you, you understand the assignment. And that's it. Because like, yeah. it's like me and Mad, we understand the assignment. It's drops. We know it's going to be busy. And we can both be on a ship together, both help each other out, but at the same time, not have to rely on each other for content. That's important. Uh, having that that same wavelength with other people is <laughs> it's so important when you're when you're getting time um i just looked at at uh audition and it's saying uh an, an hour and 45 minutes i've stolen so much of your time so we're, we're gonna kill it here um i want to thank you for for all the time that you've given me today it's been a, a, an amazing conversation i've had so much fun talking with you um i just apologize i go on tangents so much and i know that i do and i someone you need to rein me in and be like dude shut up like go no, back you're to the good. original point this 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 is uh, trust me like if it's one thing that my listeners understand is is i'm okay well i don't know if i'm okay with it <laughs> i've i've allowed uh, friends come on and we've, we sit there and talk for four hours and I have to cut it into two episodes <laughs> because there's no way I can justify releasing a four hour podcast when I'm normally at like an hour, <laughs> but I'm, I'm terrible when it comes to tangents. So, uh, this is probably a really good thing for those of you who are listening and need that, like that entertainment for that amount of time. Um, and I'm so sorry for those of you that are like, I have eight other podcasts I need to get to Logan. You need I've been to sat on this toilet for one <laughs> hour and 40 minutes. My legs have gone dead. Please let me stand from this prison. <laughs> <laughs> Beardly, you've, you've been so so much fun thank you so much for joining please um i know everyone probably already knows where to go and get you but it, it would it would be my honor if you could let folks know uh where they can find your content what they can do to support you and some of the stuff that you've got coming up in the next week or two that you want to showcase man just type behaving beardly into whatever platform you want jobs oh, done that's good <laughs> see that's that's branding right there folks that's how you know <laughs> so I'm going to have links to all your socials uh, in the show notes in case people are, are too lazy to go to Google or they don't trust the government, <laughs> whatever reason, they're, they're living under a rock and they've got one click left on their on their phone before it dies. Um, so they can go and click follow uh, after that. Um, so thank you so much for joining me. I appreciate the time that you gave me and uh, we'll leave it on that. I appreciate it, buddy. Thank you. Thank you so much for asking me to join, honestly. Oh, it's my pleasure. Please. Anytime <laughs> you want to come on to ramble, if there's another game coming out that you want to talk about, <laughs> it's not see these more than welcome. You don't want to invite me to ramble, my friend. <laughs> Are you kidding? Oh, trust me. No, I, I love having these conversations. It's 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 this is my way to keep in contact with with other yeah, creators because yeah. I like everything that I do is is literally this thing right in front of my face. This is all I've got. Uh, I'm not good when it comes to doing streaming because I'm not entertainment. I'm usually just playing the Which game. Which is really odd because for people that can't see this video, he's holding up a picture of Joan Nee. I don't understand. Yeah, I don't understand. By it's what? custom. <laughs> I got it commissioned. Uh, there was a lot of surveillance that had to go in to get to get those that side of his his backside, but um, it's velvet, and I and I will keep it. I cherish it. It's just off camera. 
it will stay there. My wife doesn't know about it. Is she thinks it's a, a she thinks it's connected to Ready Player One. It's not. It's it's a hundred percent Joni. See, but. this is I'm gonna say I've got it's behind me, but again, you can't see me. I've got a plushie of Beardageddon. It's like a. Do you really? A, a, oh yeah, he's got one of me. But what's weird is it was so basically it was um, a wonderful lady called. It was a wonderful lady called Sassy Sapphire TV that bought us oh, both yeah. this. Um, but um, the material is strangely wipeable. I don't, I'm sorry, I don't really understand. It's, it's a little bit strange, but on that bombshell, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> and this, and this, and this is what you, um, this is what you sub to um, the Keelhole podcast for. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>